The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. A little bit earlier in the show, we were speaking to the Israeli ambassador to Ireland about the events that have unfolded and continue to unfold in that part of the world. Ruth Aglash is a freelance reporter in Jerusalem and she's with me now. Ruth, you're welcome to the sh- show. Um, what is the latest um, where you are, Ruth? What is happening on the ground as far as you know? Well, as far as uh, I know, it looks like um, you know, Israel is carrying out its uh, retaliation for the big attack, the terrorist attack that took place on Saturday that left 700, at least 700 people dead and more than 2,600 people injured and hundreds of people unaccounted for, presumably taken uh, into Gaza and being held uh, hostage there. So at the moment, we're seeing still rocket fire coming from Gaza, reaching into Jerusalem just like an hour or two ago, uh, there were sirens above my house and uh, a rocket hit uh, the community next to mine just outside of Jerusalem. So to what extent, Ruth, has kind of normal life ground to a halt there? Sorry? To, to what extent has kind life? Of normal life ground to a halt? I mean, is, is, you know, for, 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 for the people of Jerusalem and Tel Aviv and other cities in Israel? I mean, I think, you know, Israel is a very small country, as you know, and uh, this situation is affecting everybody. I mean, we're talking, uh, we're seeing also uh, there was an attempted infiltration on the northern border of Israel. Communities there have been told to, uh, residents of communities there have been told to stay in their homes. Um, All around the south, uh, the communities there, hundreds of people have been evacuated from their homes so that Israel can begin its operation uh, inside Gaza to to, uh, uh, seek out those who are being held there and to, uh, to capture those who carried out this attack. Um, many hundreds of thousands of uh, reservists have been called up into the army. Um, so it really is impacting everyone uh, in the whole country. And uh, we're already seeing, uh, you know, shortages in the supermarket, uh, to, you know, and uh, schools are closed in the whole country. So there is really a, a real, real disruption. What do we know about the well-being, or do we know anything about the well-being of those hostages taken by Hamas? Um, I spent most of today uh, interviewing families uh, who are searching for their loved ones who are either taken from their homes uh, who uh, in the south of Israel, or they were at this party, uh, this festival that was happening along the border, um, and they have no information except for photographs and video that were put out by Hamas, uh, where they can see their relatives being held in Gaza. That's all the information they have. And you mentioned uh, the kind of reported incursions in the north of the country, uh, um, Hezbollah militants, it's been speculated. Uh, they are, are there still Hamas militants on the ground in Israel? Or, or have they, as far as we know, been pushed back to the Gaza Strip? What's happening there? As far as uh, as we can tell, there are still uh, Hamas uh, terrorists in southern Israel. Um, there's still active uh, military, you know, combat sites where the Israeli military is trying to capture those uh, those terrorists or kill them. And uh, you know, we're really, uh, as far as I know, that's that area is still uh, still active. 
Well, listen, Ruth, we really appreciate uh, that uh, uh, update, given how the picture continues to change uh, in the moving situation you all find yourselves in. Ruth Eglash is a freelance reporter in Jerusalem. A lot of people getting in touch on 087-1400-106. Sean says Hamas could have built hospitals, but they built tunnels. They could have built schools, but they built rockets. They fire rockets from hospitals and they hide rockets in schools. They don't care about their own people. Somebody else says this is their own war. They've been fighting for years. We shouldn't get involved. And another listener, what is happening in Israel is an act of terror. However, it is off the back of Israel's treatment of the Palestinians for decades. And they have culpability here. 87 106 is the number. Uh, Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Commission, uh, posted a tweet on X, formerly known as Twitter, yesterday. A picture of the European Parliament buildings in Brussels emblazoned with the Israeli flag uh, and this message. Today, Hamas terrorists have struck at the heart of Israel, capturing and killing innocent women and children. Israel has the right to defend itself. Today and in the days to come, the European Union stands with Israel. Claire Daly is an independent MEP for Dublin and she's with me now. Claire, I know you've taken issue with that sentiment. Is that right? Well, not only me, uh, quite a large number of European citizens also have Ursula von der Leyen is an unelected official. Policy on foreign affairs matters are decided by the European Council. And the statement issued by the European Council was a lot more nuanced than Ursula von der Leyen's protestation. So I don't think she has even a legal basis to make a claim, but the claim that she does certainly doesn't represent the views of a lot of Europeans and is actually quite insulting. I mean, we've had her displaying the Israeli flags on European buildings. There were never displaying the Palestinian flags on European buildings following many incidents previously of gratuitous and horrific violence carried out by the Israeli state on Palestinian civilians, uh, stealing their land. And of course, there's zero uh, respect for international law. So effectively what she was doing, and she said today and into the future, is giving carte blanche to Israel, who are repeated violators of international law, Mm. to do what they like. And everybody knows what their response was going to be to this, but the European institutions through her, and as I say, I don't think she even has the legal basis for doing this, are almost taking sides, if you like, on this. And it's just without any basis whatsoever. It's, It's grotesque, it's infantile, and I think it's incredibly risky as well. I mean, that's been followed up now with the sort of, um, we don't know if it was unilateral, there seems to be a bit of scuffling behind the scenes now, with the announcement that against the backdrop of the Israeli government saying it's going to put Gaza under siege, and it has already stopped electricity, stopped water, stopped food, that's collective punishment on a civilian population. And against that backdrop, the EU has said it's going to stop humanitarian aid. Now, again, I don't think there's a legal basis for the European Commission to do that because they haven't asked the Parliament or others. But that's, again, a clear breach of international law. It's making the people of that area pay the price. And that's completely wrong. Well, I I, I mentioned we had the Israeli ambassador to Ireland on the show uh, about an hour ago, and I put that issue to her and I put it to her that to deny a civilian population intentionally food, water and electricity would constitute a war crime. Uh, and her counter-argument was that Israel finds itself in an emergency and is trying to secure its borders and that is how they choose to go about it. 
Well, that's painfully not true because it's not its borders. If you like, Gaza isn't another country. Uh, There is no border impacted upon here. But you don't even have to take my word for it. I mean, the longest running Israeli newspaper, the Haaretz, has been very clear on this conflict. It's run a number of stories over the last few days where they say you can't imprison two million people without exacting a cruel price. And it's well known they've also covered the fact that the Israeli government in the past has financed Hamas in order to undermine support from the more secular left-wing PLO in the past. They funded and gave Hamas a leg up. And now, if you like, it's blowback. And tragically, innocent Israelis, as well as massive numbers of innocent people in, in Gaza, are paying the price on this. And I really think that the international community is also to blame for standing by and allowing Israel violate international law time and again and still treat it as a favourable partner. Time and again, I mean, the hypocrisy is absolutely blinding. Um, And I think it's a real opportunity now for Ireland to step up at the EU debate table, if you like, uh, and argue for peace and for international law. What what do you attribute that hypocrisy as you describe it to? So we've seen, just for people maybe I'm following as well, there was this story kind of emerged earlier that uh, there may have been a reluctance in diplomatic circles for Ireland to to label Hamas a a terrorist group. Now that turned out not to be true. Uh, Hamas is classified and designated as a terrorist group and there's unanimity across member states on that. What, what, What actually happened was that Ireland, Denmark and Luxembourg wanted in that statement from uh, Joseph Borrell, the EU's kind of diplomatic chief, they wanted a line about a a warning against an escalation of violence. And that was perceived by other member states as a kind of a warning to Israel not to go in and level the Gaza Strip. And those member states wanted that warning taken out and it was taken out. So what do you put that down to? Why take it out? Well, this is what, you know, sometimes we say when people speak in the name of the European Union, what is the European Union? And in terms of foreign policy, it's 27 foreign affairs ministers representing 27 very different governments. And they have to come up with a statement, I suppose, that everybody can live by. There's a feeling that countries like Germany and Austria because of their complicity with the horrific Nazi fascist regimes and the terrible crimes that were done to the Jewish population, have, if you like, used that guilt as a cover to allow Israel act with impunity and ignore international law and cover up for its crimes against the Palestinian people. I think that may be something that's evident in the likes of Ursula von der Leyen and some of the Germans, some of the Austrians. I really don't know. Obviously, Israel is strongly backed by the US. The uh, European Union has proven and shown itself to be sort of like a, a vassal state of the US time and again. So I think it is really important now in this terrible crisis with so many humanitarian uh, casualties that the Ireland steps in and uses its neutral position to argue for peace and international law. We can be a bridge, if you like, between the West, uh, the global North or whatever, and all those areas in the Middle East who are looking on with Mm. horror at what has been done to the Palestinian people over decades, decades. And it was absolutely a consequence of Netanyahu's actions and his government The violence by the settlers in recent times has been unprecedented, unthinkable levels of desecration of the uh, Al-Aqqa Mosque and so on, 
horrible crimes of sort of, you know, reported, declared annexation of Palestinian territories. And the international community sat back and did nothing. They allowed them to act in that way. So this has to be a wake-up call. And I, I think it is because mm. what has surprised the international community is not that the, uh, if you like, people in Gaza have reacted, but the scale and the professionalism of that reaction under the, I suppose, constant watching, yeah. watchful eye of Israeli surveillance. It's almost unthinkable. The ramifications yeah. are going to be immense in this area. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I I think you'll find it hard to to, to find people who will agree with uh, um, a policy of withholding electricity, food and water from a civilian population. At the same time, there'll be lots of people who, who do think you need violent reprisals against a group like Hamas, whose stated aim is not kind of the restoration of 1967 borders or 1947 borders or a recognition of the human rights of Palestinians. It's the destruction of the state of Israel. Do you agree that you meet that violence with violence? Violence begets violence. And and some of, I suppose, the people in the likes of the West Bank and so on will be looking on and saying, hang on a minute, the Palestinian Authority recognised Israel, the PLO recognised Israel, they tried to deal with Israel. Where did it get them? Absolutely nowhere. Today I got replies to questions I had down. So should they not have recognised the State of Israel? Who? Should the PLO and the... uh, 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 Should they not have recognised the State of Israel? And they did, but what did they get for it? Absolutely, they tried so to was it a mistake? Do you think it was a mistake? Without violence. I'm not saying that justifies what Hamas does, but what I will say that what Hamas has done, Hamas were funded and set up initially and repeatedly by Israel, by the likes of Netanyahu, to cut across the secular left-wing opposition in the PLO and other parts of Israeli society. So this is a tragic blowback, which ordinary Israeli citizens, as well as Palestinian citizens, are paying the price of. So there needs to be dialogue and there needs to be negotiation at all levels. I mean, I think it's a bit ironic like that, you know, the same people who argue for you know, arming Ukraine or not are, are saying that the Palestinians should arm themselves. It's it's bizarre. Claire Daly, independent MEP for Dublin. And before Claire, we heard from Ruth Eglesh, who's a freelance reporter in Jerusalem. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.